stay shroomed 24-7. Visit shroom.com for the best in shrooms. Stay shroomed 24-7. Listen to shroomed podcast. Visit shroom.com for the best in shrooms. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the shroomed podcast. This is episode number 10, and today is November 29th, Tuesday, uh, 2022. So, happy late uh, Thanksgiving, everyone. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Hope everyone had a great time with the family. I know I did. Spent time with my mom, my wife, and her family. And I'm looking forward to some trips coming up and getting time with the the family on Christmas. So I hope everyone had a good time. Today I'm going to uh, go over a, a few uh, recent news articles regarding psilocybin, magic, uh, psychedelics, and uh, just other updates. Um, another update is I'm going to be heading to Washington, D.C. on December 16th through the 19th, and I'll be attending the National Psychedelic Conference that's put on by Oakland Hi-Fi, and a couple other people, let me pull that up for you. So Washington DC, December 17th through the 18th. Get your tickets on nationalpsychedelicconference.com. And I know Oakland Hype is a sponsor. And I'm looking at the banner right now. I don't see who else is a sponsor. But definitely no head sponsors, Oakland Hyphae. There's tickets from 150 to 365. I know the 365 comes with a dinner. I believe that's the one that I'm going to. So hope to meet new people out there. Hope to you know meet people in the industry and really make a difference in um, what we're doing for the for you know legalization and safe access. So super excited. And let's get into some news articles. So this one popped up uh, November 28, 2022. So the title is Rats on Magic Mushrooms Could Help People with Anorexia. So this was an interesting title. Definitely got me interested in reading more. So giving lab rats illicit psychedelic drugs may help scientists uncover how it can be used to treat anorexia in humans. By Claire Foldy Monash University, Melbourne, Australia. Psychedelics, including psilocybin, the psychoactive compound produced by magic mushrooms, show promise in treating the eating disorder anorexia nervosa. But they don't work for everyone. Anorexia nervosa is a mental health disorder that causes people to reduce the amount of food they eat over fear of gaining weight due to a distorted body image. It's hoped that psilocybin can help break down these ingrained patterns of thoughts and behavior. But not all people have clinically significant improvements after psilocybin treatments, curiously, particularly those with anorexia nervosa. The reason behind this is still unknown, and scientists are hoping to better understand the biological reasons why psychedelics might be beneficial for some, but not others. Laboratory animal studies can help scientists understand the, both the drug's effects on our bodies and how they can change our behavior. Animals that act as a model for humans let scientists examine brain function at a detailed level 
not possible in human studies. For example, they can precisely link changes in the release of brain chemicals called neurotransmitters with specific aspects of learning behavior. People participating in trials of drugs are often not told whether they are receiving the drug or a fake placebo dose. They are blinded, but existing expectations can lead them to claim a positive experience. Animal studies can avoid these issues, which is particularly important for psychedelic studies because it is not possible to blind them to the intense subjective effects of a psychedelic drug. Researchers at Monash University are trying to understand the specific biology and chemistry of psilocybin relevant to anorexia nervosa using the most well-established animal model of the condition, known as activity-based anorexia. The experimental protocol was developed in the 1960s and relies on allowing animals unlimited access to a running will paired with time limited but not quantity limited access to food. Bizarrely, rats or mice will choose to exercise instead of eat even when they reach extremely low body weights. Animals without access to a running will quickly learn to adapt to the scheduled food access and eat enough food in the, in the time window to maintain body weight. But the animals with a running will who compulsively exercise appear to have some kind of failure in their learning processes. They never learn to adapt to the feeding schedule. Monash University researchers have also shown a specific neural circuit linking weight loss with inflexible learning in rats. Given both anorexia in humans and the anorexia in rat model are both based on inflexible thinking, Monash University researchers are investigating the effects of psilocybin on adaptive learning in rats and mice. The studies are hoping to discover how changes in learning are driven by changes in brain function. The researchers are particularly interested in the function of neurotransmitters dopamine and serotonin. The animal models have shown that psilocybin has some interesting effects on reward learning that could explain how it can be useful to treat people with anorexia nervosa. It offers hope for the range of psychiatric conditions that are also characterized by impaired flexible behavior, such as depression, anxiety, and PTSD. Psilocybin-induced changes in both serotonin and dopamine signaling in the brain need to be far better understood before psychedelics can become integrated into mental health treatments. But a drug-affected rat on a wheel may uncover more about the human brain than such an unconventional experiment may suggest. Dr. Claire Foldy is a senior research fellow at Monash Biomedicine Discovery Institute where she leads the Anorexia and Feeding Disorders group. Wow, so that's interesting. But it looks like it's going to be um, psilocybin is being used as a similar treatment to um, anxiety and depression for anorexia. Uh, but that's awesome. That's super good to hear that they are looking at different remedies for anorexia nervosa and including psilocybin in that because that just shows that they are taking this seriously and they are looking at um, other ways that psilocybin can help us. And it sounds like um, Claire has been researching anorexia nervosa for a long time. So it's exciting. And I'm sure she's excited to, to see some um, advancements in the study. So it's just another um, you know, positive effect that psilocybin can have on you. So that was an interesting article.
The next article, a nonprofit organization marches on Canadian Capitol Hill to fight for therapeutic mushrooms. Due to the current limitations on psilocybin and psilocin, Theracil is in the Canadian capital of Ottawa petitioning for improved access to magic mushrooms. So this is by Nicole Potter of High Times, November 29, 2020. Over the course of the past two years, Theracil has assisted over 130 patients, but it calls the country's current limitations a cruel approach on the part of Health Canada. The organization has attempted to set up a formal meeting with parliament members, but so far has been denied. So it's taking the conversation straight to Capitol to protest between November 28th and November 30th. According to Theracil CEO Spencer Hawkswell, there needs to be a, better, a proper channel for patients to be able to legally access psilocybin and psilocin. There is ample evidence of both the safety and efficacy of psilocybin in the treatments of various mental health conditions, said Hawkswell in a press release. The previous minister recognized this and started to the previous minister recognized this and started approving exemptions. Unfortunately, this minister has stopped and refused to consider reasonable regulations to ensure vulnerable Canadians don't have to go to court to access treatment that can improve their quality of life and death. Currently, psilocybin and psilocin are listed as Schedule Three substance under the Controlled Drugs and Substances Act. However, some patients gain legal access with an improved exemption called Special Access Program. Theracil uses the example of Thomas Hartel, who was diagnosed with cancer in 2016, to demonstrate the problems that patients are encountering. Hartel was one of the first to receive approval from former Health Minister Patty Hajdu to use psilocybin to treat end-of-life anxiety in 2020, which was valid for one year. His treatments were successful and he reapplied for continued access in 2021, but was denied by current health minister, Jan Ives Duclos. We, we hope to meet with the new minister to find out why he and his officials are being so cruel to us, said Hartel in a press statement. Instead of compassionate response, Health Canada is is referring dying and vulnerable patients to a special access program that results in a lots of red tape and no access for most. Many, like me, have gone over a year without response to their urgent request. Theracil will be arranging media interviews over the next few days to raise awareness for both medical benefits that psilocybin offers as well as the need for improved access. Mental health is a nonpartisan issue, said palliative care physician Dr. Valerie Masuda. Reasonable treatment options should be available to Canadians who have the right to made medical assisted in dying. It is cruel to withhold medicine from vulnerable patients, especially when those medicines have worked for them. Theracel also sent a joint letter earlier this month signed by medical practitioners and social workers calling for the need for psilocybin regulations. We believe that our patients have the right to medical psilocybin and this open letter is to demand that the right on their behalf. We need a compassionate and immediate response for solution to the Section 56 applications for psilocybin access and seek your response to our proposed request for access to psilocybin for medical purpose regulations, the letter said. Meanwhile, in Canada, Apex Labs received a no-objection letter from Health Canada, which effectively greenlit the 
first North American study on psilocybin as a treatment for military veterans who suffer from conditions such as depression and post-traumatic stress disorder. Veterans are already self-medicating with microdoses of unregulated psilocybin products without knowing the potency and safety levels they are consuming. Our goal is to expand access to pharmaceutical grade products through the regulated systems, providing transparency and support for patients in need. A new study published in the New England Journal of Medicine on November 3rd also provided evidence of the benefits of psilocybin in a double-blind trial. In a phase two trial involving participants with the treatment resistance depression psilocybin at a low single dose of 25 milligram, but not a 10 milligram, reduced depression scores significantly more than one milligram dose over a period of three weeks, but was associated with adverse effects. The researchers wrote, those adverse effects included headaches, nausea, dizziness, and suicidal ideation. Hmm, interesting. Well, we hope that it sounds like I, I know in Canada there's um, ways you can get um, deliveries for psilocybin, um, but it sounds like this person is in a medical facility and, and looking for treatment, um, you know, for end of life therapy, which should definitely be available to them, especially if you know they're calling themselves that they're. You know, legalizing this. I don't know the regulations over there, so um, I would need to look into it a little bit more. But really hoping that um, the government sides with their seal on this article. So, okay, let's go to the next article. Senators introduce new bill to promote research and access to MDMA and psilocybin. This is November 30th, 2022. Psychiatric Times. So this is a a leading psychiatric um, website. Leah Kuntz is the author. A new bill, the Breakthrough Therapies Act, would encourage the reclassification of MDMA and psilocybin from Schedule 1 to Schedule 2 drugs. Senators Cory Booker and Rand Paul introduced a new bill, the Breakthrough Therapies Act, that would allow the Drug Enforcement Administration to, take, to make findings to reclassify MDMA and psilocybin as Schedule II drugs. MDMA and, and psilocybin are currently Schedule I substances and have no currently accepted medical use and high potential for abuse. Wrong, according to the Controlled Substances Act. Recent studies suggest that some Schedule I substances, such as MDMA and psilocybin, could represent an enormous advancement for the treatment of severe post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, and addiction, Booker said. Unfortunately, regulatory red tape and a series of bureaucratic hurdles involved in studying the Schedule One substances impede critical research on these and other promising Schedule One compounds. The passage of this legislation could help facilitate a phased-out rollout of MBMA and psilocybin via FDA-approved expanded access pilot programs. Additionally, it would lessen federal regulations that impede research and development of drugs listed in Schedule 1. I'm proud to co-league this legislation with Senator Booker that would streamline the registration process for breakthrough therapies currently restricted by outdated drug classifications, said Paul. This bill will make it easier for researchers to conduct studies that will lead to breakthrough therapies to treat patients battling serious life-threatening conditions. Martin R. Steele, a retired lieutenant general, 
in the United States Marine Corps, Chief Executive Officer, Reason for Hope, and head of the recently uh, formed Veteran Medical Mental Health Leadership Coalition, is strongly in favor of the bill's passage. We urge Congress to swiftly pass the Breakthrough Therapies Act, which responsibly reduces the barriers of research and limited access of potentially life-saving treatments, such as MDMA and psilocybin-assisted therapy, said Steele. Veterans should not be forced, nor should anyone else, to leave the country at great expense to access breakthrough therapies that can safely provide further studied real-world settings here at home.